Hello and welcome to the Lancaster Patriot Podcast. My name is Chris Hume. I'm the managing editor at the Lancaster Patriot, a conservative print newspaper serving Lancaster County, Pennsylvania and beyond. Well, today our first story comes from a tweet from Representative Mike Sterla, who's from District 96, serving part of Lancaster County. And he tweeted this today, quote, Today is hashtag equal pay day, which marks the extra three and a half months that women must work to make what men made in 2021. I'm co-sponsoring HB 819 to modernize PA's equal pay law, end quote. And he provides a link there to the bill. So equal pay day is the symbolic day dedicated to raising awareness of the gender pay gap. Now, in the U.S., the date symbolizes how far the into the year the average woman must work in order to have earned what the average man had earned the entire previous year. Now, the exact day then differs year by year. So, you Sterlis tweet, he's saying, you know, an extra three and a half months that women had to work to make the same amount of money uh, as men did in the 12 months. So now Sterla, Representative Sterla, is one of the sponsors of this bill, House Bill 819, uh, which w- has been referred to the Labor and Industry Committee actually back in March of 2021. So it's still waiting there. But what is the bill proposed? Now let me just read a section of the bill for you uh, as Representative Sterla has brought it to our attention again today. No employer having employees Subject to any provisions of this section shall discriminate within any establishment in which such employees are employed between employees on the basis of sex by paying wages to employees at a rate less than the rate at which the employer pays wages to employees of the opposite sex for comparable work. So the the memo for the bill from January of 2021 says this, quote, imagine working and achieving success at a job you've held for years only to learn a colleague in the same position has been paid a much higher wage. When two people work hard to perform the same duties, such wage inequality is unjust and inexcusable. Yet this remains the reality for many workers, especially women, end quote. All right, now the problem with this bill and the problem with this memo and the problem with Equal Pay Day in general is that it ignores the reality of differences between men and women in society. And this really highlights a larger problem in our culture of ignoring the differences between men and women, which we see down to the very uh, basic level of that there are boys and there are girls. Our society seems to want to deny that or blur that distinction, but this is just an example of that. So in 2009, research was conducted by a research corporation for the U.S. Department of Labor on this issue of the gender pay gap. And this is what they found. They found the main reason for any pay gap between men and women is that men and women are different. Imagine that. Men and women are different. I know that's hard for, I guess, some liberals to admit, but men and women are different. For example, their study found that A greater percentage of women than men tend to work part-time, and part-time work tends to pay less than full-time work. Now, why might that be that women, more so than men, would prefer to work part-time? Well, perhaps it's because women, and studies confirm this, as we'll look at a later point, perhaps it is because women value family over work at a higher rate than men and prefer to be more available in the home. Now, of course, that is scandalous to the left, which wants to destroy traditional motherhood. And one of the ways they're trying to do that is through this idea of 
this idea that this pay gap is oppression, the oppression of women and encouraging women to get out of the home and pursue a career to the expense of their family. So that's one of the reasons they noted that more women than men prefer to work part time. In fact, a recent article on The Federalist by Madeleine Osborne said, quote, yet whether it was a welcome change or not, lockdowns, speaking of the COVID lockdowns, gave many women the freedom to be paid less and not feel ashamed about it. The normalization of remote work and flexible schedules made it easier for many moms to reject the false choice of work and family, but also the freedom to choose only family, feminine mystique, be damned, end quote. So she's saying that during the COVID lockdowns, women were freed from this idea that you need to be out there working, you need to be climbing the corporate ladder, you need to be trying to make as much as men, and they were free to instead focus on their family. But another reason the study found for the this pay gap was that a greater percentage of women than men leave the labor force when a child is born or uh, when an elderly relative needs care. So yes, yeah, some women and, and, and a lot, most women probably recognize that the most important role in any society is raising the children. And if they don't, they should. Women have and mothers have the most important role in society. And many women would rather raise those children than climb the corporate ladder and leave the raising of their children to others. So that's another reason this study found that on average, if you look across the board, more women than men will leave the workforce when they have children. Another thing the study found was that the industries women choose to work in will also impact their wages. Many of the most dangerous jobs or the most physically demanding jobs are, are staffed largely by men. Now, men are responsible biblically for providing for their families and providing for their wives and children. And it makes sense that men would work more hours, be more willing to work demanding or dangerous jobs, and take less time off when a baby is born than a woman would. Therefore, they will make more money on average. So the wage gap problem is only a problem if we want to make the amount of money earned the highest standard in a woman's life. Now, others see correctly that Choosing to stay home and raise a family, for example, if that's the stage of life that a woman is in, or care for another loved one, is just as important, if not more so, than working a job outside the home. In fact, let me point out here that things actually get bad for women if you have the government step in and manipulate employers. And let's just say the government somehow forces an employer to pay men and women the exact same wage. Now, if an employer is hiring someone and he has to choose between hiring a man who is less likely to take time off for the arrival of a baby, for example, and a woman who is more likely to do so, he is going to choose the man given the fact that you're forcing him to pay them the same amount. So the government involvement will actually mean less jobs for women. It will also mean this, that if a woman's attributes make her a better candidate, which there are certainly jobs that women are better at than men, but if you enforce this this equal pay legislation, this idea of it, then women can't get paid more than men, even if women, due to their natural differences from men, are better at the job. So equal pay gap is based on differences between men and women that we should not disparage, but rather celebrate. Another story uh, focused on community colleges. Uh, reporting for ABC 27, Lauren Rood reports that a list of the best community colleges in Pennsylvania, compiled by Stacker using rankings from Niche, 
lists Thaddeus Stevens College of Technology located in Lancaster County as the number three community college in Pennsylvania. The top two were number one being Butler County Community College and then Montgomery County Community College. Now, according to WGAL, a 19-year-old man was fatally wounded in a shooting in downtown Lancaster late on Monday night. Officers were dispatched to the A-plus store located at 111 West Orange Street shortly after 10.15 p.m. Officers found the victim, Damian Santiago, inside the store with a gunshot wound to the shoulder. Santiago was unresponsive and transported to Lancaster General Hospital, where he did die shortly after. Now, detectives identified the suspect as Carlos Almanzar Torres, age 21, of Lancaster. And police said that about an hour after the shooting, he came to the police station to speak with the detectives, and now he faces the charge of criminal homicide and recklessly endangering another person. He was taken to the Lancaster County Prison to be arraigned. Another story coming from Lancaster County involves the former officer in charge of the Lancaster County Drug Task Force. So according to ABC 27 WHTM, John Burkhart, who was the former officer in charge of the Lancaster County Drug Task Force, has been charged with stealing more than $200,000 from the task force and depositing at least 170000 of that into his personal bank account between 2015 and 2020. The charges were announced today by Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro and the 49th statewide, statewide investigating grand jury. The theft by unlawful taking or disposition, theft by deception, theft by fail, failure to make required disposition of funds, and forgery charges are each felonies. This is what the Attorney General said. He said, Mr. Burkhart abused his position of public trust to scam and defraud the citizens of Lancaster County and the Lancaster County Drug Task Force out of desperately needed funds. These funds should have been used to help law enforcement in Lancaster County battle the opioid epidemic. Instead, this money went into John Burkhart's pocket. Enforcing the law does not put you above it. Public officials have a special responsibility to serve the people with integrity, and my office will continue to hold anyone who breaks the law no matter how powerful or well-connected, accountable for their actions, end quote. This case is being prosecuted by Senior Deputy Attorney General Megan Matafari. According to court documents, Burkhart's bail was set to $25,000. Now, the Lancaster County website says that the drug task force is primarily funded by a voluntary $1 per capita contribution from municipalities within Lancaster County, and that it also received some funding from the Office of the Pennsylvania Attorney General. But I have to say, I don't think we should be spending a dime on any drug task force. Now, I hate drugs, and I hate drug abuse, and I don't think anybody should be taking drugs. But the government's involvement in the matter only makes things worse, especially when you have a crook at the head of a department. But it should not be a crime as bad as it is to put chemicals into your body. If that were the case then everyone who received the COVID jab should be arrested and put in prison. But I don't believe that they should be because I don't believe the government should get involved in punishing people for punishing people for what substances they consume. Once we give the government this power of positive law to tell us what we can and can't do as far as decisions for our well-being, then we have a recipe for tyranny. 
And according to federal numbers, and I couldn't find them at the moment for Lancaster County, but federal numbers, 45% of federal inmates are in prison due to drug charges. That's almost half for something that should not be a crime. Again, if you take drugs or you take alcohol and because of your inebriation, you commit a crime against someone or against their property, then you should be punished to the full extent of the law. But just taking the substances should not be a crime. And I would expect that in Lancaster County, and I will look for these numbers, that there is a high percent of people in prison for drug use. If it's anything comparable to the federal numbers, then it will be. The government involvement in drugs just creates this this big problem. You create this black market for drugs. You create this system where drug users who have not committed another crime now have a criminal record. They're placed in prison for something they shouldn't be, and you just perpetuate this cycle of crime. All right, well, let's move into now our hate crime section. And we've gotten away from the localized idea of law and punishment and government. If, if, my, if my wife and I were on that same block and we were beaten, God forbid, the punishment that would be meted out to those individuals would then be less than if those individuals had attacked a gay couple. So why should I, in that sense, be deserving of less protection under the law? All right, our hate crime for today involves a Coryville man who has been sentenced to a minimum of 25 years and a maximum of 60 years in prison after being convicted for two counts of attempted homicide and one count of robbery, according to WHTM. Now, after a three-day trial in January, the jury found Robert Sheets, age 34, guilty of offenses that occurred in August 2017 near Main Street in Conestoga Manor Township. Now, according to the Lancaster County District Attorney Office's report, Sheets picked up the victim, took him to the wooded area just off the street, and shot him in the chest. Sheets fled the scene, but returned the next day when he realized the victim was still alive. I'm not sure how he realized that, but somehow he figured out he, he had not killed him, and he went back to him a second time. And on the second attempt, Sheets shot the victim in the back of the head and hit him with a hatchet on his neck and head. Again, Sheets left the victim after stealing his phone and wallet. Now, this is perhaps the amazing part. Despite the lacerated lung, extensive internal bleeding, three deep lacerations to his head and back, and a shattered jaw, the victim was able to crawl through cornfields to, to his home on Oak Road, to a home on Oak Road to get help. Horrible, horrible situation. Amazingly, this victim survived. Incredible Uh testimony to the survival instinct of of humans, to our desire to live. After leading the police on a 30-mile chase a few days after the shooting, Sheets was eventually caught and arrested in Virginia. A Lancaster County judge sentenced Sheets to 15 to 30 years for the first attempted homicide and 10 to 30 years for the second attempted homicide. These uh, These sentences are to run consecutively. Now, however, if you look at just 25 years potentially for these crimes, in addition to robbery, this man, Sheets, appears to fit the stubborn and rebellious son of Deuteronomy 21, a man who has a record of crime and violence who will not be corrected, and the punishment for that should be execution. Also, some would argue that based on Exodus 21:14, that attempted murder, a clear attempt at willful murder, 
would itself require the death penalty. But anyway, look at it. Crimes like this and a reprobate man behaving like this would warrant the death penalty in a just society. As it is now, he will spend perhaps just 25 years in a prison before being released back into the community. Let's move on now to our final section, our story outside of Lancaster County. If I take one more step, it'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. According to the Independent, President Zelensky of Ukraine said that the country should accept it will not become a member of NATO, hinting at a potential key concession to Russia, which demanded such a guarantee before launching its deadly invasion three weeks ago. Now, of course, this focus on Ukraine, whether they will join NATO or not, and Russia's demands for that, and Zelensky's here admission that they should, Ukraine should give up that idea that they should join NATO comes after the erudite Vice President Harris said that, quote, the United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance, end quote. Never mind that Ukraine is not part of NATO, this is kind of par for the course for Vice President Harris. She seems to have no idea what she's talking about, even when she's sent to Europe to address the war between Russia and Ukraine. Well, that's our news for today. Join us next time for the Lancaster Patriot podcast. Also, if you are not a subscriber, check out our print newspaper, The Lancaster Patriot. Go to thelancasterpatriot.com, subscribe today. We have a focus first and foremost on Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And then, in concentric circles, we consider other topics in our state, nation, and world. But our primary focus is on the county and on how we can return to conservative, traditional values at the county level, especially as it relates to conservative and limited government. So check us out at LancasterPatriot.com. And until next time, Godspeed.